Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Today's episode of Coffee Talk is brought to you by Songfinch. Songfinch is a personalized gifting company that brings stories, feelings, and memories to life through one-of-a-kind songs. With personalized songs starting at $99 and delivered to you in seven days, their community of professional songwriters will handcraft you the best gift that you can give. So if you guys are looking for a nice personalized gift for anything from weddings, anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's or Father's Day, all of that fun stuff, then head on over to Songfinch and use the promo code TALK to get $20 off your personalized song from scratch. Even though you're growing up, you should never stop having fun. Nina Dobrev. what's up and welcome back to another coffee talk i'm here sitting in my apartment on this lovely morning talking to you guys sipping from my cactus mug it's it's a quality day to be honest as i'm sipping from my mug right now i'm kind of curious as to when this went from apple juice to french press coffee not to mention i'm sitting here staring out at my sixth floor apartment window and wondering how in the blink of an eye i went from looking out my childhood bedroom window to the street that i'd grab the bus to school every day to looking out at the busy streets of a new city that is, you know, my own. It's weird how fast we tend to grow up. We don't even realize it's happening until all of a sudden you look back and realize how much time has passed. And growing up can be something that is super daunting. And I personally feel like I grew up pretty early on in life. I feel like I matured, I guess you could say, earlier on in life because I felt in a lot of ways like I was a bit of an independent kid. I didn't have too strong of a relationship with my mother growing up. So it was just one of those things that ever since I was little, I can always just remember wanting to be older, wanting to be in my 20s, you know, have my apartment, do grocery shopping. I remember when I'd go to places like Walmart or all of those things, I would pretend to grocery shop for myself in my head. And I was like seven at the time. Like I always wanted to be a grown up. I always wanted to live on my own. I I just, I always had this like dream vision of what it would be like to be older and classy and just all of that, you know, just be the adult version of my childhood self. (laughs) The thing about growing up is you don't really realize it's happening until it's truly already happened. Like one day you're playing outside in your backyard, you know, you got your Barbies, you got, I don't know, your bug tanks. I used to be super into bugs. It was kind of weird. And then all of a sudden you're kissing your first boy in high school and, you know, holding his hand and wondering if he's going to text you back that night. And then suddenly you blink again and you're in your 20s and you're driving cars and you have a big job or you're finishing off school. And suddenly the idea of wedding dresses and baby faces make you feel all warm and like giddy inside, which... Makes me think that I'm eventually going to be saying that one day you blink and you're 30 and then suddenly the wedding dress is already gone and the kids are already here, which, wow, I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. I am nowhere near that yet. 
But again, I feel like it's one of those things that you don't realize how fast it goes until it's gone. Like I said, when I was younger, all I wanted to do was grow up and I would stroll down aisles at Walmart, picking out blenders, picking out what vacuum I wanted. I was such a little nerd. <laughs> I would think about how many packs of cookies I would need to stock and what color toaster I would want that would look best was like my morning toast popped up in the morning. Like I was truly that kid. I had a notepad, I had clipboards and I used to plan these things. So skip forward to today and I've pretty much landed exactly where my seven year olds self wanted. Now I'm living in an apartment by myself. You know, I got to pick out the color of my toaster and I can buy as many packs of cookies as I want, though I'd rather bake them now than buy them. But back then I didn't know that. It's something that can be a little freaky or overwhelming when you think about how fast we grow up, but I don't think we should fear it. Unfortunately, I feel like so many people are robbed of the opportunity of being present every day. So every morning that we wake up and we get another day to live and age and create more memories and create even more lines on our face and, you know, just scars on our skin, just all of that. I don't think that that's something we should fear in a way. I think that those monumental moments, every time we hit a new era of our life, every time we hit a new age, every time we wake up to a new day, in a way it's kind of a gift. And so I think as a society, we're taught that younger is better. And I don't know, I just, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that idea yet solely because as much as I loved being a kid, and as much as I love the idea of one day growing up and being a mom, I also love the idea of being in my 20s. And I think that there's a special trick that we can all learn to almost appreciate every phase in every era of our life and our version of every phase in every era of our life that can make growing older not seem so scary. And that includes even the phase and era of living on your own or moving out of your house or if you're listening to this and you're about to finish off high school and go away to college or university or whatever big step you feel like you're about to take in your life. If it feels daunting or scary, if, you know, the thought of how the significance of it being a big new chapter of your life, another page turned, another end of an era and another growth spurt of your life that brings you closer to getting older, then know that we're about to we're about to go through some some steps to make sure that we don't fear it, but instead we embrace it. When you think about it, if you look back on being a kid and all of those blissed out sunny days, those are often just a highlight reel of what being a kid was really like. Because of course it's nice to have, you know, your laundry done for you and your dinner magically just appear on the kitchen table just as you get hungry. But you want to know what's so much better about being older? You get to have full control over the choices you make in your life. No matter what age you are listening to this right now, I think we all, in a way, think back on being a kid with fond, warm memories of just being taken care of and feeling safe. And that feeling of safety is what makes us miss being a kid. It's what makes us, you know, when we're sick, miss having a parent around to make us some soup. Or when we're bored, the idea of just going out into the backyard and like having a whole imaginary world back there of castles and kingdoms and dragons. But in a lot of ways, we forget that when we were kids, we were also limited and lacked to what our parents chose for us and didn't have a full awareness or capacity to understand that all of the choices were kind of being made for us. So as we get older, once we are given freedom to make our own decisions, it can be super scary and it can be super daunting to think that it's now in the palm of your hand. Your entire future is 
completely up to your control, but it can also be a very liberating feeling and it can also be something that you can have fun with. You get to now decide what you believe, what you want to wear, what you want to eat, how you want to spend your time, who you want to spend your time with, and ultimately you get to take your life and really get like elbow deep in molding and morphing it exactly the way you want it. Even if what you want is to just have a Sunday marathon in your PJs. That's the amazing thing about being an adult. And of course, when we were kids, we could have also had Harry Potter marathons in our PJs. But now that we're older, do you not feel that appreciation for those things more? That awareness of what's actually going on as it's happening? So whether it is just having a marathon in your PJs of Harry Potter movies or if it's going out and grabbing groceries and making your own dinner for the first time or if it's your first time walking into your brand new apartment after the first day of work with no one to come home to but yourself, as scary and as overwhelming as those things can be, the awareness of them happening is also something that we can learn to appreciate and almost kind of harness the power that comes from those moments and enjoy them in a way that we weren't able to when we were kids. So anytime you feel yourself reminiscing on the easy days of recess and snacks, grab yourself a cup of applesauce, throw on some shoes and go hang out outside because you can still be a kid in your adulthood. Like who is to say that just because we're now older, we can't still go out and have our own versions of recess. Yeah, there's no bell telling us it's time to go outside and play, but there's also no one telling us that we can't go outside and play. There's also no one telling us that we can't, you know, join adult soccer teams or start a book club or, and even if those things don't stifle that feeling that you have, then go back and volunteer at schools and get around kids because even that will give you that sense of youth and freedom that you might feel like you're missing or might feel like you're afraid of letting go of in your life, which again, you don't actually have to let go of. It's truly just a frame of mind, but whatever it is that gets you back into that frame of mind, back into that sense of imagination and the world being just completely limitless and your better days still being ahead of you because in a lot of ways they still are, then you have to tap into that mindset as much as possible. The only thing that has really changed since the early days of being a kid is that we're a little bit taller and our happiness is officially our own responsibility. So if we can learn to embrace that and use it as our power instead of our weakness, then I think that we can tap into a kind of magic that we had as kids, but then have the ability to, you know, manifest it and turn it into something now that we're adults. So how exactly might we do that? Well, I will tell you guys how right after this mid-roll break. So lately, as you guys know, I've been having a bit of a harder time with falling asleep and staying asleep throughout the night. And so finding a new routine and finding some new ways to get the best and utmost relaxing sleep has been very high on my priority list and also making sure that it's comfortable. So if you guys relate and are struggling to also get a good night's sleep, you've got to try Purple Mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses 
uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam I'm used to. The purple mattress feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. There's a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's also backed by a 10-year warranty, and it comes with free shipping and returns. You guys are going to love Purple, and right now my listeners will get free sheets and a free mattress protector with your mattress purchase. Just go to purple.com talk. That's purple.com talk, purple.com talk. So now that we've pretty much covered the bases as to how we can still tap in to our childlike energies without missing or feeling nostalgic for actually being a child, and not only that, kind of understanding our potential now that we can still tap into that mindset, but then be an adult and use it to manifest better things and almost create a type of magic in our life. I guess we can kind of stumble onto the topic now of living alone because this is something that I get a lot of questions about from you guys. How to live alone, if it's scary to live alone, my tips and tricks on living alone. And it's something that I've now been living alone for over two years and there's definitely been some pros and cons, some highs and lows and a ton of things that I've learned not only about, you know, being an adult, but even just about myself from spending nights and days just waking up, me and Bentley, every single day. So when it comes to wanting to live alone or just living alone in general, let me start by saying that I do highly suggest it at least once in your life. And if you're wondering why, it's because I swear there's just so much of who I am, who I don't know if I would have ever been had I not been given the chance to truly discover or strengthen who I was on my own and get that opportunity to kind of be a grown up without leaning on anybody else. Now, again, I, I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of this episode, but my whole life I've been a pretty independent kid. I was the middle child and I love my parents to death, but I found that growing up because my sister was the oldest and she had some health issues and then my baby brother was just, you know, the baby brother. So he got a lot of attention too. Not that I didn't get attention, but I I definitely felt like I kind of drifted off into my own little dream world a lot of the times and was always just working on things up in my room or starting clubs or just kind of doing things on my own, which was just, again, something that just kind of who I was as a kid. But that said, even though I was that way, I still got so much comfort growing up from being around my friends and family, from always just having my dad to call on when, you know, I bumped my knee or fell off my bike or even just having friends to rely on after school when it was like you would hang out with them every day or when I lived with my best friend Maggie every single night we would have this routine when she'd come home from work and we would like eat garlic stuffed olives and have dance parties in our kitchen and those are memories that I'm going to cherish for the rest of my life too but I definitely think if you've never lived on your own you should try to do it at least once in your life or even if you can't live on your own get away for a weekend or a week on your own just to get that sense of individuality and also learn to kind of go on a day-to-day basis or a day-to-day routine without needing to rely on anyone but yourself because not that relying on other people is necessarily a bad thing but it'll show you so many sides of yourself that you didn't even know about it'll help you really dig deep into who you are your fundamental core the types of habits or rituals or routines that you might not even realize you have and the types of mindsets that we tend to cling to or rely on other people to kind of boost us up or feel good about. So if you already live with a boyfriend 
friend or you love having a roommate, then that's cool, but don't underestimate the power of even just taking some alone time. For me, living alone taught me how to take responsibility for my schedule and how I spend my time. I had to become my own best friend and learn not to just enjoy, but almost love spending time alone. Like days and nights where I would wake up with a nightmare or you know, you find a spider in your bedroom or you're feeling really sick, or there's no groceries in the fridge, or there's nothing to do on a Sunday. You almost kind of have to learn to hold your own hand, get up and fix the light bulbs, you know, take the bugs outside, do what you got to do to kind of survive on your own. And the first few times that those things happen, you're like, holy hell, what am I doing? I don't know how to fix this light. I don't know how to unclog my sink. I don't know how to, you know, rinse down or properly clean a kitchen, but you learn pretty quickly, that's for sure. There were nights, especially within the first year of living alone, that I definitely felt the absence of anyone being around me, and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Living alone has definitely had its lonely moments, but instead of kind of dwelling on a poor me, I'm all alone, I decided that I wanted to start using that feeling of loneliness as a subconscious sign to make more plans with people and friends and take many visits back home or just kind of surround myself with good people and take that initiative to surround myself with good people because when you do live alone, you almost have to take a higher responsibility for making plans with people and spending time with people, but then that'll leave it so that when you do come home to your apartment by yourself, you feel recharged or it is your recharge rather than feeling like, oh God, here we go all alone all over again. It honestly builds such a strength in who you are and how much you have your own back and almost how much trust you have within yourself because it is totally up to you how lonely you feel and it is totally up to you to make sure that everything kind of gets done and that you stay on top of everything. So you truly do learn to become super self-sufficient in a way that I think is really fundamental to at least who I feel like I've become today and who I think I'll become later on in my life, you know, when I do eventually have kids or move on and start building more of a life with whoever I end up being with. These are the days that are going to build the version of myself of who I will be then. And that's why I want to try and appreciate them and learn as much as I can from them while they're here now. Another thing I will have to say is that Bentley did help a lot with this. I know that everyone can't necessarily get a pet, and I was really lucky that the years that I have lived alone, I've had a little furry creature kind of hanging out with me throughout that time too, but I would totally suggest even getting things like plants, which might sound weird, but having a little living thing to talk to, whether it has a heartbeat or not, and to kind of take care of is not only rewarding, but it, it becomes really fun and it becomes one of those things that again is just for you and you get to kind of use that maternal instinct you might have or use that sense of creating a home environment where suddenly your childhood home is not what you would consider home anymore. It's the place that you've kind of created and the space and atmosphere that you've made around you. For me, I call my apartment my cloud because it really is just this little cloud that I've kind of created with all of the things that I like, my coffee machine, the way that I like to make my bed, Bentley's bowls and Bentley's kennel tucked away in the side where he gets to, you know, rest filling it with as many candles and plants as I want and just being able to take care of my things has kind of created my sanctuary and my place of recharge to be my apartment and no longer the house that I would have called my home growing up. 
The things that you loved about being young can easily become infused in the things that you love to do as an adult. In fact, they're a perfect indicator of the exact things you may need to be bringing into your life to make you happier. If you loved nature and animals as a kid, maybe as an adult you should consider spending more time outside or petting dogs or getting plants. Or if you liked doodling, then maybe you should pull out a sketchbook and keep it out in your apartment and start drawing on a daily basis. These are things that we don't have to let go of now that we've gotten older and we don't need to fear missing because it's totally up to us now that we're adults to make time for those things that we used to love as kids. And again, use that kind of childhood mindset of limitless imagination and harvest that and bring it into our adulthoods by finding ways to tap into that childlike energy that we used to love and bring it into the present moment. And almost find a way to infuse them with the more adult-like things. Like coming up with routines is another huge thing that I find is super helpful when it comes to growing older, but also living alone. Like if you have your own morning routine, if you have your own Sunday routine, like gisting and things like that, it makes the whole living alone and adulting a lot more fun. And it's something that I used to even do as a kid, like coming up with clubs and You know, when you would have like dance parties with your friends and you and your friends would come up with a certain dance sequence. Having a morning routine is almost like having an adult dance sequence or being able to even just watch the TV shows you want or organize things in your own way. Even as an adult, having more spare time to be quiet and reflect and get to know yourself or start meditating and exploring new hobbies that could be things that we may not have appreciated as a kid, but can learn to bring so much to our lives now. Like for instance, yoga and meditation were two things that I couldn't really care less of when I was a kid. I mean, I definitely liked gymnastics and I think in my own way, I used to do these like childlike versions of meditations where I would just sit in nature for fun because I was like one of those, you know, I went through that tomboy phase where you just love nature and bugs and animals. But now that I'm older, I'm into hobbies that never would have interested me as a kid, but that brings so much joy to my life now. Even just being able to be as healthy or as unhealthy as you want. When I was a kid, my dinner plate was completely dictated by what my parents were making me eat that day. And now I get to eat what I want. I get to be as healthy as I want. I can be as vegan as I want. I can fill my fridge with whatever foods I want. And I can, you know, grab a pizza on a Thursday afternoon if I want. It's almost like learning this sense of independence that's going to last you a lifetime. And when you put that mindset on growing older and when you put that mindset on either living alone or just stepping into a new phase or a new era of adulthood, then you can learn to create fun and magic out of these new eras and phases of our lives rather than create fear and want to attach to a safety that came from being younger or being a kid. And lastly, something I feel like I should probably throw in here too is something that's really helped me when living alone or even just in general becoming an adult is something we used to do as kids is we constantly just wanted the fun, right? We never really wanted to work. We never really had to work. So it was constant reward. And I think that that's also something we look back on being kids and miss that we're like, nowadays we have to work for things. Nowadays, oh, there's emails, there's bills, there's this, there's that. And the mindset that I've even put on that to try and make that a little bit more fun in adulthood is using the reward system with the adulting things that you don't want to do. So for instance, you know, if I spend a day cleaning the apartment, doing bills, 
getting together all of the adulting things or working even. If I had a really long, hard day at work or there's something that I'm really dreading or a big project coming up, once it's finished, I use the reward system of things that I liked to do as a kid, whether it's ordering in takeout and watching Toy Story, building a fort, going on a bike ride, things like that, that kind of create a work versus reward, which gives you more satisfaction out of the things that you got to do as a kid because you worked for it. And like I said earlier, you're an adult now, so you have a sense of appreciation for it. So when it comes to growing up, there's literally no ways around it. There's no ways to stop it, slow it down, or even just speed it up. We almost have to learn to be present in every moment of our lives, no matter where we're at, and just embrace it. Embrace our age, embrace our surroundings, embrace where we live, who we live with, if we live alone, what rules and responsibilities we have, and find a way to make it fun and focus on the joys that these phases of our life brings us rather than the problems or, you know, wanting to go backwards in time. How old you are may not be by choice, but how you spend the time you have now, partnered with the wisdom that the years that you've already spent on this earth has brought to you, you can create a winning formula to life no matter where or what age you are. This doesn't mean that you can't watch Harry Potter in your PJs. It just means that you may have to accomplish a few responsibilities before you can reward yourself with such comforting pleasures. So keep waking up, keep crushing it, and stay forever young. So that is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's coffee talk all about growing up, getting older, and a little bit of my advice when it comes to living alone. If you guys have anything to add, as always, leave them in the cast box comments or wherever you're listening to this little podcast of mine. And aside from that, I will talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.